0: Are you looking for a great-tasting, healthy breakfast cereal? Developed by naturopath and nutritionist and my good mate, Damien Christoph, Forage Cereal is 100% gluten and oat-free, with no processed sugar, preservatives or additives, made with only the highest quality ingredients. And with a range of paleo, vegan and FODMAP-friendly muesli blends, Forage Cereal is bound to make breakfast your favourite meal of the day, if it wasn't already. Well, for a limited time, only for the Wellness Couch listeners, you get 20% off all online purchases over $50. That's right, 20% off off all online purchases over $50. Visit foragecereal.com and enter the code COUCH at the checkout and save. That's www.foragecereal.com and the code Couch COUCH at the checkout to save. thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives sit back light the fire kick your shoes off because it's time for that paleo show with your favorite caveman brett hill Welcome to that Paleo show, making the Paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by one of my favourite people in the Paleo world. Returning to the show, um, she's been on previously. Jen Richards, welcome back.
1: Well, it's an honour to be back, Brett. One of your favourite Paleo people. That's great.
0: Yeah, you're, you're great, one of mine. Jen. You've always got such <laughs> a great big smile, and you're always so happy, and you know, it's always fun to catch up and have a big hug. And yeah, definitely always a, always a pleasure to catch up. So. For those who don't know, Jen is a recipe creator at Rumble's Paleo. She makes delicious little snacks um, that you can get all around Australia now. It's amazing. Um, she's a children's book author. She's a beautiful little children's book that I do read to my children. Um, she's an EFT practitioner, and she's a creator of a healthy cooking school. She runs the Rumble's Lifestyle Hub, and her mission is to make healthy living and eating as fun and exciting as an episode of The Muppets, and more delicious than you could ever imagine. That's great, Jen. I love that. That's so much fun. I forgot, right? I forgot I even wrote that. <laughs> well, you do like to make things fun, Jen. So, you know, lots has happened in your world since you've been here last. And I guess one of those is the creation of that Rumbles Lifestyle Hub. Um, so, what made you decide that you wanted to create the hub um, on top of what, all the work you're already doing with Rumbles Palio?
1: Well... Brett, traveling around to lots of different summits like your one and doing tastings with people and just chatting to the community, really, I kept getting the same questions. How do you stay healthy? How do you eat paleo all the time? How do you stick to good eating habits when there's so much, you know, pizza and fast food all around and all those things that people can't seem to help but be drawn to? Hmm. And I answered the same question all the time. Uh, with similar answers, and I work as an EFT tapping practitioner, specifically with women who are trying to lose weight. And I, for me, healthy eating has become quite simple, but it wasn't something that happened overnight. And what, it, when it comes down to healthy eating, what it is about is establishing healthy habits, and it's also about learning to know your way around a kitchen and understand that you don't really have to have a recipe or a cookbook to eat healthy and so I thought I'm going to create an online portal where people can come to learn healthy as opposed to just buying a cookbook that they might look at you know once or twice and maybe house it on their shelf for the next five months before they decide to pick it out again because I truly do believe if people know how to cook healthy from from their head and from their memory, then they've got this awesome superpower that is Handy in stopping them from reaching for the takeaways or the more processed foods that are quite easy to make. So I decided to create this online healthy cooking school and it's got 10 modules and each module focuses on a specific food and I then teach people like a foundation recipe for that specific food and then I teach them how to tweak the foundation recipe so they can turn one recipe into a hundred recipes a module That's- on on like gluten-free, grain-free cakes. And there's two base recipes in there. And then I teach them how to turn that into as many cake recipes as they want. And there's manuals and there's videos in there. And basically they just, can't make a mistake so I figured if people knew how to cook healthy then they'd be more excited to explore with that new knowledge and they'd Mm -hmm. find it fun because they can take ownership of it as well and they've got a solution for when um you know they're like I just don't know what to do so I'm going to have the takeaway but they won't be able to say that anymore because they'll have my lifestyle hub healthy cooking school modules
0: Nice. I love that, Jen. I think that's so important. Like I know for myself, uh, you know, I didn't do much of the cooking in my house uh, when I was with my ex-wife. And so yep. when I got out of my own, all of a sudden, it was a bit daunting. Like I did, I really didn't know where to start. And so um, I guess I did feel at the start, like I needed a recipe because I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to put with what. I didn't know how long to cook stuff for or how to cook stuff. And so, I would I would just find stuff on the internet, and I would just blindly follow recipes. And uh, and it's taken quite a while for me to get to the stage where I can just sort of throw things together and actually make food without having a recipe. Um, so, I think something like that, those tools are so important. And like I said, so often, it's just the really simple stuff that you start with. I mean, for me, it was honestly, most of the time, it was just starting with something so simple, like just meat and three veg, you know, and just being able to cook that is just a great basis to start for something super simple super easy tastes great you know get some good quality meat tastes really good and you can actually cook it yourself and and you, you know once you start doing that I guess you realize that it's not as hard as you think and, and the better you get at doing the basics then like you said the more you can play around with those recipes and add a little bit here or change a little bit there and, and actually start getting a bit creative in the kitchen which makes it so much more fun doesn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And you're right, it is so overwhelming speaking to all our customers and clients and you would speak to people all the time too. They're like, I just don't know where to start. It's so complicated and that prevents people from making the first step in the first place because they just put it in the too hard basket. So actually in the hub, I've created a couple of foundation modules where we focus just on using spices so that if they just want to start with meat and three veg, or there's one on marinades as well. So if they just want to start with meat and three veg which is probably the easiest thing to do they can at least add some spectacular flavors with the spice blends and with the marinades and then they make little baby steps one at a time because I speaking to people in the health world and customers and my clients it's really daunting for people to take on everything at once and when people come to paleo or low carb high fat or whatever we see so many people just going to their pantries throwing everything out all the so-called bad food out and it's scary for people because a lot of people have grown used to using that food for comfort uh using it as a source of love um so they use they eat that food for emotional reasons as well and so what happens when people go on these um diets a hundred percent and for some people they can do it and that's great uh the people i work with i can't so that's the audience I focus on, um, for some people doing that just puts them in this world of pain and they end up shooting themselves in the foot and going back to the the food they don't want to eat because they're so overwhelmed and the body's always trying to do one of two things, get out of pain and get to pleasure. So for so many people, the quickest way to get back to pleasure and out of that overwhelm and scariness is to eat the food that they don't want to eat. So I would like to emphasize in the Rumbles Lifestyle Hub that let's try and do one thing at a time. Let's start with, say, putting some spices on your meat and start with marinating your meat and see how that goes. And once you master that, well, let's look at something else. So maybe you'll go to the frittata module and you'll learn how to make all these spectacular frittatas and you can implement them for brekkie or have them for snacks. And then once you've done that, let's pick another module and start working on that. So I like to help my clients and my customers by teaching them to have small wins um, in kind of incremental order so that they transform into astronomical gains in the long term.
0: So, let's talk about some of those basic, some of those foundational recipes, Jen, because they sound yeah. great. They sound like just what people need. You know, I'm just, even in my head, I'm thinking of like, in my house, what they are. Like, like m- mine would be literally like meat and three veg. And most of the yep. time, I've got to be honest, the sauce that I use most of the time is just seeded mustard. You know, that that's, yeah. I just grab it out and I put it on and it's so easy. You know, we do sweet potato chips. We do paleo pancakes. Um, and we do honey mustard chicken. And then yep. those those are just like the simplest recipes, and we do those over and over again. So, what are your foundations, Jen?
1: Yeah, that's and this is what I found, Brett. I have bookshelves full of all the you know Pete Evans cookbooks and all the Lollaberry cookbooks. I have them all. But what I found is I'd go to them and I'd get ideas, and then I just go back to my base recipes and kind of tweak them. Mm. And so the base things in my household, well, I always have frittata in the fridge, like I bake it in bulk and then I can eat it for breakfast, lunch, dinner or snacks. I am obsessed with salads. I always have homemade mayonnaise in my fridge, which can take two minutes to make. People would be surprised how quick and simple it is to make mayonnaise. I have a whole module on dressings because um, the dressings in the supermarket To me, they all taste like artificial yuckiness, (laughs) to be honest. But (laughs) when you learn to make a salad dressing at home, it literally takes two or three minutes and you can put it on your salad. You can even coat it over your meat So there's the salad dressing module. There's also a whole module on salads. Many people think that salad is like limp lettuce and soggy tomato. But truly, salad is, in my opinion, one of the most glorious meals in the world. You can make it robust and hearty or you can make it light and summery for the warmer weather. Um, So I teach people how to do that. There's always in my cupboard, what else do I have? I always have casseroles. Um, I use one casserole module and then I have my – I mean one casserole recipe and because I have my spice module and I have about 10 different spice blends in my, in my um, drawer that I've made up, I can make 10 different casseroles just by altering the spices. Mm. So they're probably my favorite modules and there's a hamburger one too. So I always have made up like meat patties. You don't even have to put them in a hamburger just having like meatballs in the fridge cooked up, ready to munch on is really good. And you can put all the different spice blends from the spice module into the patties. And yeah, they're kind of my basics.
0: Nice. They all sound great. I've got so many questions now about those. They sound good. Now T- I'm hungry. Tell me about your patties, right? <laughs> so, because I always struggle <laughs> to get the consistency right for the patties. i sort of played around with almond milk and then Yeah, almond meal and they get quite heavy and then coconut meal and they get quite dry and then I try and use a bit of both to try and mix it up. How do you make your patties really good?
1: All right, here's a secret. If you're using red meat like beef or lamb, you don't need almond meal or coconut flour or anything. You just need salt. So put a good teaspoon of salt in there and squish it all together with, say, your onion, your spices and that's it. You don't need egg. You don't need that other stuff. But if you're using chicken mince, you do because chicken mince is really sticky. Um, it's a lot more moist than the red meats. So you need co- – I put coconut flour in my chicken patties.
0: There you go. There you go. There for you the first go. time ever, I've overcomplicated a recipe.
1: Yeah. like make. That's why I've designed this because I just want healthy eating to be so simple for people that they – You know, there's no excuse not to eat it and enjoy it. Everything is so delicious. I've taste tested everything, of course, and so has my boyfriend and, and my family and all my friends. (laughs) <laughs>
0: nice it is delicious stuff you know've I've eaten numerous of your products Jen and they're always good so um hey let's talk about salad dressing because we were just having this conversation yes. over the dinner table last night and I was Are saying that my I have a formula for my salad dressing that I always use and I've no idea where I got it from I, I think I got it from some sort of daytime TV show about 20 years ago but I always try and do one part sweet one part yep. bitter and one part oil so like I did a salad dressing last night and it was like balsamic vinegar olive oil and honey and I just mix those together and that, and that's that's my little recipe that I have and it kind of seems to work as far as making salad dressings what's your mm-hmm. trick Jen
1: my trick to salad dressing depending on what I'm making and actually because that's a good that's a good foundation oil and vinegar and I go into detail in this in the module I talk about all the different oils and the flavors and all the different balsamic all the different vinegars I should say you can use because you can get like 10 different flavored olive oils these days. There's chili oil, there's basil oil, and then you can get all these amazing vinegars like balsamic, um, white wine vinegar, apple cider vinegar. And when you mix up your vinegars and your oils, then you get all these different flavors. So you, um, the oil and vinegar is good. a lot. You can put a sweetener in there. When I've done... Like recipes with sweetener in there, I kind of get a bit attacked. Sometimes they're like, honey's not paleo, or, you know, rice malt syrup's not paleo. So, optionally, you can put a sweetener in if you want. And there's two different ways to kind of emulsify those ingredients. So, one, you can just put them in a jar and shake them. But if you let it settle, the oil and the other ingredients will separate. But if you whisk them, if you put the vinegar and the sweetener in your bowl, And then really quickly, slowly drizzle in the oil and whisk it, it emulsifies so you get this creamy dressing. And I teach people how to do that in the video and the books, which come in the salad dressing module. So, I use the same base ingredients as you do.
0: There you go. There you go. And I just learned something new. So Say that again because I I need to get this right. So, I put the sweet stuff and the vinegar vinegar together. together. And then gradually and put just, in oil and a whisk Yeah,
1: it. just drizzle it in slowly So and, and whisk it really quickly and it will turn creamy and amazing. It won't taste anything like what it tastes like when it's not whisked together really quickly or taste. Yeah. I think it tastes amazing, much, much better.
0: There you go. All right, I'm going to make a salad this weekend and I'm going to try that and I'll let you know how it goes.
1: All right. I can't wait.
0: Um, so, what do you? Reckon? I mean, aside from the the recipes, you know, people just not knowing where to start. What else do you think is the biggest challenge with people wanting to change? You know, you're obviously working with a lot of people wanting to lose weight, wanting to change their mm. lifestyle. What's the biggest hurdles for them usually?
1: The biggest hurdle, I believe, that our journey with food is ninety five percent an emotional journey, and five percent mechanics. So there's a lot of people out there teaching us what to eat, and that's spectacular. You go to any bookshop, any art, any website, any lot of blogs, and there's lots of people telling us what is healthy. But you know the weight loss and diet industry is worth billions of dollars, Brett, yet our, you know, health crisis and obesity epidemics Mm -hmm. have never been so bad. So there's got to be a missing piece to this puzzle. Why are people eating the food they don't really want to? Why are they spending the money on all the weight loss programs, yet they can't seem to stick to it? So I think it's really about healing our emotional uh, wounds inside and understanding why it is we go to food and that's because we go to it because we've associated love with it. We've associated, um, you know, happy memories with it when we were children or so many people are stressed and just feeling anxious and they feel empty. So the way to, to solve that is to fill up. And when people go to the foods they don't necessarily want to eat, like the chips and the chocolate and the pizza, temporarily it takes away that pain, that stress, that anxiety just for the moment. And some people, you know, they've got a lot going on inside their worlds and inside their minds and that small moment of relief is just it's everything to them. And so when they go on these big diets and you take that away from them, it's, it's self-sabotage is bound to, to pop up. And the other reason why I think people are the, the missing piece to the equation is that people think healthy eating is so hard and that it tastes yuck because <laughs> for so long, we in the 80s and the 70s, we had this low-fat craze and everyone was eating diet food and it tasted like saccharin poison, even though people convinced themselves it tasted good. I did too. I was like, yeah, these low-fat cookies are amazing, but I'm like, they really taste disgusting. And so... Uh, People think that diet – and there's been a lot of diet programs. You know, the grapefruit diet, the, you know, cut calories, exercise like a maniac. People think of diet in terms of those stories we've been fed. And so when they come to going paleo or whatever it is they choose to do, they automatically associate it with pain and also their past failures. And then it all of a sudden just becomes too hard. So they're the two – biggest reasons I believe people are struggling in this whole realm of healthy eating.
0: So, what's the solution to that, Jen? I mean, obviously, you know, finding some easy recipes, finding some delicious recipes yep. is going to be an important part of that. But obviously, people are going to have to do some work on, you know, figuring out why they want to make these changes and figuring out, you know, what that really means to and, them and figuring out what those, I guess, emotional cues are for them that are leading them towards perhaps the unhealthy food and and yeah. looking for strategies they can work on those things too, which can be challenging.
1: Absolutely and I think people need to get out of their mind that um, healthy eating is not a quick fix. It's, it's a journey, it's an exploration, it's trial and error and what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for them and um, for many people, especially people who are emotional eaters, it's about understanding why it is you go to the food um, that you don't want to eat and that's, some, that's not an easy and that's why people continually go back to the diet and the food they're like map if i just eat right if i just exercise right then everything is going to be fine it's scary facing our emotional wounds it's hard work but that's where the wisdom is that's where the their dreams are that's where you know all their aspirations live and if we go and do the hard work and for some people that's going to see a counselor for some people that's you know healing a relationship and when we do the hard yards that's when we'll get the long-term success that's when we'll be consistent with our healthy eating goals so there's no simple answer Brett but what I would like to say to people out there stop you know stop berating yourself for for not being able to 100% stick to your diet it's a journey and every time you so-called fail there's a lesson there for you to learn um, and if we stop and listen if we stop Stop the self-deprecation and actually try and gain the wisdom. I believe everything in life there's a lesson to be learnt. What is your What is it really telling you? Why did you really eat the chips? Why did you really eat the chocolate? And just become cho- conscious of every so-called mistake you make in your diet and and ask for the deeper meaning. I'm not yeah. sure if that answered that question. Oh, I
0: think but, it's a great answer, Jen. And I think for anyone oh, listening in, it's really important for them to hear that. I'm still on a journey trying to figure out yeah. where my food is, and I don't stick 100% to my paleo diet. Um, how about you, Jen?
1: No, I'm not 100%. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I don't believe life is about being 100% at anything. You know, if you if you listen to the Taoists, they say it's about being flexible and being able to bend in the wind like a palm tree instead of being strict and rigid like a, you know, a. Solid oak, you know, those oaks are going to snap in the storm, but the palm tree bends and goes with the flow. So it's about understanding that you can be flexible and that's okay. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's a practice. I always say to my clients, healthy eating is a practice. It's it's a journey, not a destination.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And and the big part about thinking of it like a journey as well is that it helps you look a little bit more long term. So, you know, rather than yeah. thinking about where you want to be tomorrow or where you want to be in six weeks' time because the summer's coming up or a wedding is coming up or whatever it is, you know, it, it's about thinking where do I want to be in five years' time, ten years' time, twenty years' time? And when you start thinking about how to, how to love yourself and how to look after yourself for the long term then it mm-hmm. kind of changes the conversation because all of a sudden you can sort of have the conversation of well actually I do feel like eating that food now <laughs> but I know that tomorrow I'm not going to feel great about eating it you know in a couple of years time if I keep doing that then I'm not going to get to these big goals that I'd love to get to and so yeah having a little bit more long-term perspective on that I think can really help as well.
1: Yeah definitely and so many people have been on a diet for the last 10, 20 years of their life. So why not just take the 10, next 10 years to do it slowly and, and do it in a self-loving way?
0: Yeah, and you just get better results, you know, and the the lovely thing about doing that is you make those little changes and you get the positive reinforcement, you know, you notice the positive changes as opposed to, you know, you're not, no longer just yo-yoing up and down, but you're actually consistently heading in a direction, you know. Yes, there'll be times when you fall off the wagon and that's totally normal and you'll learn stuff from that as well, but just getting that momentum happening in the right direction feels great and it really helps reinforce it and it helps you feel good about yourself and it helps it just become easier and easier because it does just get easier and easier as you go along.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's the small wins that lead to tra- le- small wins that lead to transformational change. And um, yeah, when you make little wins in your diet, you'd be surprised at the, the the little wins you make in your life. Like, just say you have a healthier breakfast, and you do that for two weeks. And I don't know, maybe your relationship might improve. It's yeah. I, I I think that the way we eat is ref- reflective of how we live. So people who are always in panic about their food are often always in a panic about other areas of their life. Um, And that's something for people to consider. Like, do you rush through your food all the time at lunchtime? And does that replicate into other areas of your life? I think the way we eat is a metaphor for how we do life.
0: Yeah, it's such a good point because it really does just flow into everything else. And, and the same for, for example, exercise, the same for yeah. your mindset practices, you know, they, they all have such a strong interplay with each other, you know, even affecting things like perhaps how your parents or, you know, all, everything in your life gets affected, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely, it does. So, yeah, so when people are like making little changes in their diet, get excited because who knows what else is going to happen in your life.
0: <laughs> that's cool. I love that. And, you know, I think it's that sort of fun and playfulness as well, Jen, that you bring to this topic, you know, that you help people understand that, you know, it can be fun, it can be exciting, it can be, um, you know, enjoyable to take on a new lifestyle and to make change. Um, what do you think is the key for people to make it more fun and more playful rather than such a, I guess, a serious chore that it seems like to some people?
1: Hmm, That's a really good question. I think we need to stop thinking that or stop putting our whole like image of self into our food. So, for example, um, people think that if they don't eat right, then they're not right or if they eat something bad, then they're then they're a bad person. I think people need to start, and I think I said this before, looking at their journey with healthy eating. What if it was an adventure and, you know, you're starting this new way of eating is like, the hobbits at the beginning of going to through middle earth to find the ring or whatever See, they now were you're talking doing. In my
0: language I'm totally ah. bored with this. It's great. I'm reading <laughs> lord of the rings it. to the kids at the oh, moment.
1: Oh really? Wow. They're,
0: they're totally bored, but I'm loving it.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. That's and that, and that's what I do even with my work. Um Brett, when I've got like a big task I have to do, I'm like, right, I'm at the beginning of a journey here. There's going to be, you know, some orcs to battle. There's going to be <laughs> There's going to be some little villages where I can meet happy folk or something like that. And to really, you know, our perspective on something will dictate how we experience it. So instead of looking at it as a big battle to be won, let's look at it as a grand adventure and it's one step at a time. Uh, You know, the Taoists say the journey of a thousand miles begins with one single step. So, yes, there's going to be challenges and if people anticipate that, yes, there's going to be challenges, that it might not be so easy, then when those challenges do arise, they're less less hard on themselves. (laughs) So, yeah, every time you do maybe have a so-called failure, you just slayed an orc and now you're going on to bigger and better things. So, change the story you have around diet and exercise and the process will automatically change. I think, is it Wayne Dyer says, uh, change the way you look at things and change and, the, and the things you look at
0: change or something change, of that nature?
1: That's it, that's yeah. it. Yeah, change the way you look at things and the things you
0: look at change. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, Jen. I love the way your mind works. It's so playful <laughs> and so creative. It's just so much – I think that's why I find you such fun to be around, Jen. You just you just take everything into this sort of storyland, and it's Beautiful, I love I it.
1: I do, I do. It, it's um, I guess that's been my own coping mechanism through my own journey. Is that for me? I was always, you know, I said that sentence before, something about the Muppets, which <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember reading. But for me, in my own journey, when I was struggling. I would watch the Muppets I would watch Jim Henson <laughs> I would watch Disney and for me to make the world a less serious place some people mm-hmm. might call me naive um, when I made the world a less serious place then my challenges became a lot easier so it's kind of something I've picked up over the years
0: So dare I say it, you just kind of <laughs> let it go Jen
1: what was that let it go let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I'm oh, going
0: to love that song. I know, I know. Charlotte's off to uh, Disney on Ice this weekend, I think. So I'm oh. going to be hearing that all next week. I'm sort of mentally preparing myself for it. So there'll be oh. a lot of that going on. Hey, Jim, before we go, we've got to talk about a couple of things. Tell us yeah. about your Chindy cookies because they're amazing.
1: Yes. We recently, with Rumbles Paleo and Pete Evans, launched the Chindy cookie, which is nut free. So that's spectacular. So children can put it into their lunch boxes. And it's actually a recipe from one of Pete Evans' cookbooks that we altered for manufacturing. So that's in health food stores now and available online. It's full of cinnamon and ginger. And it, to me, this is how I describe it I describe it as having Christmas in the Sahara Desert, in an Albany, in, in <laughs> some sort of exotic desert, because it's got tahini in it. Yeah. so it's got that kind of Middle Eastern feel but it's got the cinnamon and ginger which reminds me of like Christmas pudding so mix <laughs> them together and that's what the cookie is <laughs> it,
0: it, I was I was thinking of trying how to describe the taste because it is quite like not spicy as in like hot but it's just yeah. it's flavorsome spicy you know it's it's yeah, a it's But they're delicious. They're so good. And I actually can't believe they're nut-free because I didn't actually realize. Um, Yeah. Because the the great thing about them is, you know, often the reason I go for sort of more the nut balls and the nutty snacks is because they're nice and filling and they they nourish me and I feel full for longer. Um, But they actually have the same effect. They're really nice and filling for a little snack. They're not just a, you know, a carb-loaded snack that's going to have you craving again in 10 minutes. So um, that's awesome. That makes them great for kids' lunches.
1: Yeah, definitely, because got, it's got a lot of coconut and seeds in them. So, they've still got the essential fats in there, which will fill people up.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, Jen, what else is new on the Rumbles Lifestyle Hub and Rumbles Paleo? What's coming up next?
1: Uh, what, well, we're re- Rumbles Paleo, we're re-releasing the chalk – well, it used to be called the Anzac Factor. It's now the honey – Nut cookie. We're re-releasing those for winter. We've just tested another chindi recipe with Pete Evans. So that's on the horizon. And the Rumbles Lifestyle Hub is up and ready to go now. And I have a special link that your viewers can go to to get a free – what I put together was, Brett, was a free cookbook that actually shows people how to make a whole week's worth of meals and snacks for one person, I'll say, not for a whole family – in two hours for less than $50. And it includes recipes from the Rumbles Lifestyle Hub to give people a bit of an example of what they can get in the hub. So that's that's, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everybody, one of the things people say is that healthy cooking is it's hard, it's complicated, and it's time-consuming, and it's expensive. Mm. I put this book together to prove to people that it's none of those things um, and also to give them a taste of how delicious the food is inside the hub. So, they can get that at rumbleslifestylehub.com.au forward slash Brett Hill.
0: There you go. I'm, I'm literally there right now. I've just oh, hit cool. the download here button because I want that recipe. I want those recipes. That sounds perfect. Great for anyone with a family, great for anyone on a budget, get some recipes in. It's always nice just to get some new recipes, isn't it? Just to update your collection a little bit, try something a bit new, because sometimes you do get a bit stuck in a rut of just cooking the same thing over and over again, at least I do anyway. (laughs) I do um, too. That's great. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks for coming on today, Jen. It's always such a pleasure to have a chat.
1: Thank you for having me. I know. I I think the last time I saw you was at the Wellness Summit, and that was pretty rushed, so it's (laughs) good to speak longer and more meaningful was, was a big one. Yeah.
0: there was like a thousand people there so it was yeah
1: exactly um, <laughs> you're a little bit
0: in demand just it, was, it was all happening yeah and i was doing my <laughs> roving reporting so i was going around with my little camera interviewing everyone so that uh, was good fun too um but so uh for everyone else just make sure you head to rumbleslifestylehub.com.au AU forward slash brett hill download your ebook um find a Rumbles Paleo, uh, obviously rumbleslifestylehub.com.au or rumblespaleo.com.au. You can find them on Facebook at Rumbles Paleo and Instagram at Rumbles Lifestyle Hub. So thanks again, Jen, for coming on board. Always a pleasure. For everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show.